0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. So this week... I actually have a guest with me. You've seen this guest before. I should say you've heard this guest before. It is Sam Johnson, who is my husband and also my copywriter. And so I've got Sam on because this week we're actually both in Malta, as you're listening to this, renewing our wedding vows. So we got talking, Sam and I, about the fact that he's basically planned the whole wedding (laughs) Wedding venue.
1: Ironically, went. after giving up a job as a wedding planner a few years ago because of how irritating it was,
0: <laughs> he's <clears throat> now planned the wedding, and it got us talking about how it's really important in all your relationships. Like if you work together as partners, which we do in business and in life, and even if you have relationships with other people in your business and in your life, it's really important that you do your zone of genius you don't feel like you have to do all of the things and sometimes that's really hard to let go so i'm a bit of a control freak
1: and you think a bit a bit
0: yeah a bit mm-hmm. of a control freak yeah yeah
1: yeah carry on
0: <laughs> and so when it came to like okay we're going to do these this bow and you we were actually supposed to do it every 5 years so it would have been 2 years ago and then covid hit and so, we, you know, we have more time then. My life is a bit different now. And so now uh, we're doing it in the seven-year anniversary instead. So when it came to it, I was like, can we actually do this? Have we got the time to plan this? And Sam said, well, I'll just do it.
1: Just leave it to me. Well, we did employ the services of a really good wedding planner. We also have well. a wedding
0: planner. Yeah. Um, but obviously, even when you have a wedding planner, there's still a lot of work that has to be like decisions that have to be made and that kind of thing and that take I'm with decisions I need to look at everything and and make it make a choice and so I didn't have time to do any of those things and so they were given to Sam to do how have you found it
1: it's all right actually I've quite enjoyed it there is more to it than I thought there would be I quite like that you're not hovering up behind me in your boss hover shoes. What do you mean? You know, that that boss hover shoes that they all wear where they suddenly appear at your shoulder while you're, while you're doing do something. Do I do that to you? Yeah, you do that to me. You usually do it when I'm making my, like, second cup of tea and you feel, feel that that's oh, way too many. It is too many. But going back to what you said, it is fun. I just, there are elements of it where I'm grateful for the wedding planner because we say we want white flowers and she offers us the choice of 15 different types yeah. of white flowers So I then say to her, we want white flowers. (laughs) And so she goes away and chooses some pretty white flowers that I have no idea what they are. But there's other things. I mean, I'm quite artistic, as you know, I'm quite creative. So the, the whole design element of it, I've really enjoyed. But you, the intricacies of it would have bored you rotten within five minutes
0: yeah and I think that's the thing like that's why it's another another way to show what we're saying is true like Andre, who is our wedding planner who has been amazing she knows the detail stuff so when we do say about white flowers she knows all the different flowers I was so impressed like I, I just you know even when I was a wedding planner people would go oh we want these kind of flowers and I'd be like which color like I don't know the names of all of yeah. the flowers
1: you, you, you bring in the people who have the skills to do the things that you don't have the skills to do, don't you? And that means then you apply your skill set to the things you're really good at.
0: And I think that's the same in business, but we yeah. often think we have to do everything. Like when we first start in business, you're the marketing person, you're the tech person, you're the copywriter, you're the designer, you're the salesperson. And I think sometimes what we do is we hold back from actually employing the people that are much better at that than us because we think they won't be as good but that's ridiculous because of course they're going to be better that's their job
1: there's two sides to that one is when it's your baby you feel it's your baby and you want to do it all and letting go of any of it is a challenge right and everyone that grows a business goes through that tipping point where they have to let some go you did it not that long ago um so there there is that but the second thing is it's always remember, and you teach this a lot is that You can't be good at everything. And trying to do stuff you're not good at is false economy because you won't do it well. And you will also be spending your time doing that when you could be doing the stuff you're really good at and growing your business.
0: Yeah, I think that is important. And at the beginning I found it really hard to give stuff away because I did think, I know to do it, I've been doing it this way for ages. But actually, the other thing is sometimes the way you do it isn't actually the best way. You just think it is because it's the way you've been doing it forever. I remember the first time I tried to do a sales funnel. And I didn't, I don't love the tech even now, but I would say, I always say like, try something once, like do it yourself once so that you know what you're paying other people to do. And so I was like, right, I'm going to do my own sales funnel. And it took me days, like probably over a week to properly get the whole thing done because I was learning as I was going along. And then the second time I gave it to a tech creator and it was done in an hour. And I felt so stupid that I'd wasted all that time when I could have just paid somebody to do it in an hour. And often it's, we think, well, we, we don't want to give money away. And at the beginning, there is an element of you have more time than money. So you should be doing some of the things yourself. But the the economical reasoning isn't always right. Because when I gave you know, my tech VA that to do, that saved me probably around six days, six, seven days. In six, seven days, I can write an entire programme.
1: I think you're right that at the beginning, it stands to reason. When you're starting off, you will have to take on these tasks, but I think what you need to do is learn by doing them, because you might not know at the beginning, and then you learn. Oh, you know, I've got a natural affinity for the tech stuff, or do you know what? I'm quite good at writing. I hadn't realised that, and then you, you you guide yourself towards those things. But you will reach that tipping point where you ain't going to be able to do it all, and you ain't going to be able to do it all really well. Yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense. Like you, I wouldn't ask you to cook me a roast dinner. Well, that
0: would be pointless. Well, that would it? be
1: interesting for the fire services in the neighbourhood, wouldn't it? But um. <laughs> I would never ask you to do it because I know you're not very good at it. What
0: else am I Would you ever ask me to park a car? Park
1: the car, (laughs) cook the dinner, um, anything remotely sporty, like catch a ball. I
0: can catch a ball, um, I reckon.
1: They're they're the three at the top. (laughs) They're the three times in life when I can But
0: can you imagine if I said to you, can you pay all the bills this month? No, no, no,
1: this is my point. And I think we are quite interested with that because we don't do the traditional male female if you want to call them that job split no very much the opposite in fact yeah. if wa- I'm not saying it's right and I'm, I'm glad we don't because I think this needs kicking up the backside anyway because it, it it shouldn't be the the go-to way to do things but I do all the cooking I do most of the kids stuff I do most of the school stuff yeah, you, you know I do the washing I do all of that kind of stuff yeah. Um,
0: when it comes to working out, like whether we're having a mortgage or what we're investing yeah. in or any of that, you wouldn't really have a
1: plan. two examples that show what we're talking about, the, the one I think we spoken about this before is that people will always come up to me if we're looking to buy something as a couple, yeah. so a house, a car, even stuff for the house, people will automatically gravitate to me and ask me the questions about the money spent. I get great joy <laughs> by telling them that I work for you and they need to talk to you.
0: Yeah, it was really funny, actually. We've been looking at houses recently and this one guy took us round. And, you know, these are multi-million pound houses. And so the guy that took us round was talking to Sam the entire time. And then we were in the garden of one of the properties. And I said, oh, we need to make sure, you know, it would be really good if we could turn this into a retreat space, you know, some kind of offices with a retreat space. And he said to me, oh, is that like a charitable thing? Do you do like a retreat for charity? And I was like, no, it makes me quite a lot of money. And he just didn't know, he just didn't really understand. It
1: Which was like... Interestingly, he was only a young bloke as well. Yeah. So you would kind of hope the next generation coming through had, had binned off this ridiculous kind of patriarchal uh, assumptions that they have, but it, it, it appears not, in certain, especially in certain sectors.
0: Yeah, it, it, it does annoy me still when people do stuff like that because then I'm like, oh, so the whole time you've been walking around thinking like you're trying to impress Sam so that Sam wants whatever intriguingly, is Intriguingly,
1: because I'm in my really dodged Glee t-shirt and crappy shorts and trainers and you're dressed in really nice clothes with a really posh handbag, but still...
0: They still go to Still you.
1: assume it's me. And the yeah. other thing that I was going to mention is another representation of that is the school thing because... And the WhatsApp group of, of parents, I say parents, it's mums. It was mums and me. And they were so backhandedly patronising to me. Oh. Like when I was in the group, they were like, oh, well, aren't you great? Aren't you great for doing this for the boys? What, like taking your yeah. children You school? actually get them to school on time and you know how to put a sandwich in a lunchbox. <laughs> Whereas if if it had been, they wouldn't say that to any of the mums that were doing this. No. Yet still it was seen as, as this kind of, I was their little pet dad (laughs) that they could all pat on the back of the head and say, well done, you, and have a sweetie.
0: (laughs) I don't get involved. I haven't met any of them, have I? I
1: don't get involved that much, to be fair. I try not to. But, yeah, that's another example of how these perceptions are still very much maintained today.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and it shouldn't be the way it is, but we know it is. And I think sometimes in business we have to think, like, we've definitely – Zoe and I have been interviewing people recently, and we've been looking outside the box a little bit for who we're looking at, because often we look for the traditional role of someone. So when we look for either a virtual assistant, generally, you know, people generally think that's going to be a woman, and think that they're going to have worked as a PA before in a corporate world. When we're looking for tech people, it can be the other way around, like people to do a Build an app. And actually, that hasn't been the case for us. It's been really different. And often we found people with really good skills for what we need that aren't the thing that we're looking for. So, for instance, we might find a Facebook ads person to do our Facebook ads. That's not what they do, but they're good at it. But, you know, just because somebody has done something for a long period of time doesn't always make them the best at it. Skills are transferable. And I think we should always keep an open mind on that. The other thing I wanted to talk about, so obviously we've gone through the whole, make sure you are doing your zone of genius thing. I think it's really important. I've really enjoyed not planning this wedding. I've really enjoyed that somebody else is doing it. I know it's going to be done well because there's two people on it with Sam and Andrew, the wedding planner. So it's been lovely to take it off my hands. And the second thing I wanted to talk about to do with the wedding is I see a lot of people chasing success and this happens daily, I've been talking about it to my masterminders recently, people thinking they know what success is, when actually it's an idea of success that has been projected onto them through social media. So success being hitting seven figures, for example, making a certain amount of money, you know, this 10k months thing that everybody always says or 20k months per month, the success of being known for what you do, and other people telling you that you are successful for what you do. Now, Sam's been with me, you know, the whole time since we were £30,000 in debt to now in the last five years. Would you say that our version of success is more money?
1: I think the question is the equation between success and happiness. And I think people sometimes get the two confused. There is an element of success will lead to happiness, but... What we've come to realize, I think, is we didn't have anything at the beginning. And then we built, you've built up this business to give us what would be perceived as traditionally successful achievements, you know, yeah. nice holidays, that kind of thing. Do we feel any different about ourselves and our happiness? No. no, we genuinely don't. And I know people say this, we oh yeah, but you've got a nice house, blah, blah genuinely we don't what that's, makes us happiest
0: yeah like that's i was thinking about that recently like what is where is the joy like where mm. is the contentment in life is it when we hit 2.5 million on a launch no that's fleeting and for mm. about five minutes we're really excited and then we move on the thing that it actually is is the tiny things the simplest things in life so every evening between like when the boys are in bed the twins are in bed at like nine o'clock we we are able to watch something for an hour. and We have our programmes that we get excited about when they come back on, like, this is us. and
1: It's almost like when you were kids now and something was on a certain time of day, on a certain day of the week, and we used to get so excited and get to the telly. I feel like that, and this is us just coming to an end. I feel, like, bereft. So do I. That it's going (laughs) to be gone. I can't (laughs) talk about it, I'll start welling up. But, honestly, it's just, I mean, that's an example. You, You find something, and that time together doing nothing with a cup of tea or a little glass of whiskey for me and you're sitting on the sofa is is that success because that's happiness to me
0: well i think success is happiness it's the same as when we go on holiday people see like the highlights bit that we show like on the orient express and we're in these amazing five-star hotels and actually we were both saying the other day the the bit on holiday that we love the most is when we find a little square that no one knows about and we've got you know, half a jug of really rubbish £2.50 Prosecco or Cava, and we're just sitting there for a whole afternoon just chatting. Yeah. That, they are the best times of our holidays. And yeah. that's not to do with money. Like, you can do all of those things that we find that we love, like wandering around London doing nothing for a day when it's sunny. That's one of our favourite things to do, just wander about to see where it takes us without going anywhere. All of the things that we've found to be the best things in life have got nothing to do with success or money.
1: I think it would be naive to say that it doesn't help you. Of course
0: it does. And
1: it, and it takes some weight off shoulders at times, but then it adds weight because that needs to be maintained. Once you reach that level, that needs to be maintained. But I think there's a danger that in the world, especially the world and social media and the world that is perceived to be the world we all need to aspire to, that that's what it's all about. Get the money, get the money, get more money, get more money. And we've all seen how that can turn out for lots of people.
0: Yeah, it's not the way. I thought it was for a while. Like, when I first started, I was very much like, well, if we make this much money, we'll be happy. And if we make this, then we won't have any financial worries and we'll be happy. You know, yes, you might not have financial worries, although... Actually, I think there's always a bit of a financial worry, however much money you've got, because then you live to a different standard and you worry, like, for instance, if you send the kids to private school, you worry that if you stop doing something and you don't want to do something anymore and you want to let a business go, for example, or something like that, then you might not have the money for them to be able to do that anymore. So I don't think it ever really stops. It doesn't stop.
1: Worry. And I think that the, the the goal we all should have and that sometimes it's tough, is to never stop appreciating those little things that truly make you happy that truly bring you joy you yeah. know spending a bit of time with the boys i like i i went down to cornwall lisa didn't come and i stayed in a little fairly basic shack not a shack yes, it was a shack. holiday let um, <laughs> <Shack>. <laughs> looking out over the sea i went with my brother-in-law jesse and just for three nights and we didn't really do much we walked around a bit we drank some beer we you know went to the pub and it was just there was no relationship to having money in that happiness that was, came about from doing something simple. And I think those simple things are sometimes easy to forget that they are there.
0: Especially when you've got money. Because you're chasing a thrill all the time, and that's not healthy. Like constantly chasing the next big thing. Like with the, I suppose this takes us all the way round, back to the wedding, which we're hopefully at now, (laughs) nothing has gone wrong.
1: It's all smooth. perfectly planned and organized
0: when when we had the wedding seven years ago we were we had no money and we really wanted to get married and we had nothing and so we did it ourselves it was like a very very budget wedding just a few few thousand pounds and we'd saved up for that and we had an amazing wedding like it was it was amazing I wouldn't change a thing about it and it's so weird this time being able to go and do it in the exact same place but not have to worry about the budget and how much it costs and have people like last time you set the whole thing up I mean, my
1: best man and I got there early in the morning the wedding wasn't until four o'clock in the afternoon and we spent the whole day in very hot weather let me tell you <laughs> hanging up lanterns putting up signs putting things on tables sorting out favors it's
0: a bit different this it time. is a bit
1: different this time and it's going to be fantastic but I suppose what underlies that and what what keep we keep returning to is Will it be more memorable? Will it be more special? No. Will it, it, it won't, will it?
0: No, because the, the, the same people will be there. It's about the people. It's
1: isn't the it? people and it's the message and it's the reason behind why you're doing it. And you, we could do that in a pub yeah. with the same people spending nothing and the, the whole ethos and the whole atmosphere would stay the same.
0: Yeah, because all we're doing really is just, we just wanted to celebrate that we found each other and that's what yeah, we were exactly. doing every five years.
1: And it, it wouldn't look as pretty.
0: No.
1: <laughs> Hopefully it's going to look pretty. Otherwise, Andrew, I'm coming for you. It's but- really
0: interesting because obviously when I got my first engagement ring, when neither of us had any money, it was, you know, it was a a, a probably around I don't know exactly but I'd say it It was was
1: a big outlay for me at at the time time. let's put it that way
0: yeah and it was probably around 100 ish I think
1: it was between 100 and 200 quid which was a massive amount of money for me to spend on one thing
0: and it was beautiful like it Mm. looks like a vintage ring I absolutely love it and this time people have said to me oh because some people know that my friends know that it was you know, it's not like a really expensive ring, and people kept saying to me, "Oh, you're gonna get a new one? Like you could get like a ten thousand pound beautiful ring now." I'm like, what this ring shows is so important, and I will never change it because it shows that there's a lot of people that I can't really, I don't trust these days because I don't know whether they're my friend or they like me for what i can do for them Mm -hmm. whether that's in business or money wise what i can do for them and this ring is like the absolute show of that's not
1: you (laughs) it's a real representation of us if you think about it the ring was not a lot of money but we loved it and it looks great and it represents the journey we've had so why would you ever want to change that i think it's a huge relevance and resonance of, of of us and our journey
0: Yeah, and who we are and I love it and I'll always love it and I keep it cleaned every now and again but I'll never put a new one on (laughs) so yeah you know I suppose the message of this podcast is to remember what you're doing everything for and don't get so wrapped up in the you know you need to have this and what's the next big goal and what's the next level of success have a real think about what success means to you and what happiness means to you and whether they're tied in or not and then when you know what happiness really is for you just do that every day and you know that's all there is to it really it's no more complicated than that but don't get it's easy to get wrapped up in this online world of what you should want and and what there is there and it doesn't need to be that way like we can take ourselves out of that and decide what real life happiness is and it's often really different i will see you next week for the next podcast episode i hope you've enjoyed this if you have i'd love you to review it we've got some reviews already you can go have a little read of them on itunes um i'd love you to add your own review in. it's always nice to see what people think of the podcast and share it as well so that other people get to listen to to our stories and and the things that are happening in business as well And thank you for being here, Sam, for this episode. I
1: quite enjoyed
0: it. Thanks very much. I'll speak to you later. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.